Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Tonsman Podcast. I am your host for today, Albert Viradharma, and unfortunately, I'll be on my own for today. Kelvin has some business that he have to attend, and so does Tegu. He has some issues to do to attend with in Japan. I have no clue why Arik hasn't been responding to me yet. So I'll be doing the show on my own for this week. Hopefully, you guys can bear with me on this solo show. I've done this several times. I think I got this pretty much covered. The only problem is talking for so long. I probably need breaks and stuff. So I might take a break in between. Who knows? But we'll see. <clears throat> anyway, if this is your first time attending the councilman show, welcome to the councilman show. We There's usually four, three or four of us talking about movie news, geek news in the week, or we talk about random stuff. Last week, we talked about the weirdest films we've ever seen. And this week, we're going to be talking about D23, everything that happens in the D23 Expo. I really would have loved if uh, if someone is here with me, but unfortunately, I cannot find anyone to help co-host. So yeah, I'll have to do all of these on my own. <clears throat> and if you once again, if you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back to the solo show once again. And don't forget to subscribe to our show, and you can find our show at The Councilman Show on Twitter and Instagram, so you don't want to miss out on all of those. And let's get started. Let's get started with the D23 um, Disney Plus Expo. So for the Disney Plus, <clears throat> the first thing that we will be doing is talking about all the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff that has been announced. So we already know about the Cassian Andor show that's going to be happening. It says it's going to begin shooting in 2020. That's as much as the extent of we know for the show. And then we're gonna we know that the Star Wars Clone Wars gonna have a release date at February 2020 as well. I'm not gonna get into the Clone Wars and and, and Cassian Andor series because we don't know much about it yet. And even though Clone Wars is a big thing, I believe this is what season eight. I've not seen um, any of the Clone Wars shows, so I am not in the, what's it called? I don't have the privilege to actually talk about it because I don't know much about it. So we'll talk about the Mandalorian and the Obi-Wan series. Let's start with the Mandalorian. The new trailer has dropped. I did a trailer reaction for my channel if you guys want to check it out. But it it shows the Mandalorian, which is the culture of the bounty hunters in the Star Wars universe. It looks great. Uh, we know Pedro Pascal is going to play the lead character, but throughout the trailer, we did not see his face. So I don't know if they're going to market it with the popularity of the Star Wars brand or with the popularity of the actor. But I doubt that he's going to take off his face because Boba Fett never take off his mask, I believe. Django take off his mask, but Boba never, except when it's a younger Boba in the Attack of the Clones. But aside from that, we've never seen Boba Fett's face. So maybe throughout the whole show, Pedro Pascal will be kept hidden from everyone else. And his face, I mean. And we got a good cast. We saw Carl Weathers is in there, Gina Carano, Giancarlo Esposito. Taika Waititi is supposed to play a uh, character over there. I believe he's playing a droid, a bounty hunter droid. I forget the name of it, though. And yeah, uh, uh, Warren, what's his name? Vernon, Vernon Herzog, I believe, is also in the film. In the TV show, I mean, but yeah, it looks like it looks like a gritty space western. It feels like, I believe, it takes place after Return of the Jedi. I might be wrong, and if I'm wrong, please do tweet at me, correct me, 
And but I believe it believe takes place after Return of the Jedi, chaos, everything, the galactic empire is all over the place, and people are trying to restore hope back to the universe. And then here just this bounty hunter trying to do peace in this world, trying to just do his job, you know. And so it's gonna be gritty, it's gonna be dark, it's not gonna be involving of the force a lot, so it's gonna be more grounded. So I'm excited for that one. During D23, uh, I mean during the Star Wars celebration in Chicago this year. I got to attend the convention, but I wasn't able to make it to the Mandalorian panel. So this was the first time of me uh, seeing trailer for the Mandalorian, and it's it looks it looks great. I'm excited for it. And <clears throat> once again, I love Star Wars. Not the biggest biggest diehard fan. So I know some people can talk for hours about Star Wars. Not me. I can talk maybe like thirty minutes about Star Wars, but not that much. Especially about something that I don't know yet, like the Mandalorian. I don't. The thing that fascinates me about the show is that I don't know much about the Mandalorian culture, so I want to know more about it. It's like it's it's an enigma. This show is gonna be an enigma, and I wonder what it's gonna be about. So I'm gonna be definitely checking it out, but I don't have an expectation for it because I have no idea what to expect. I have no clue what the show is gonna be about. So, having said that, let's move on to the second show that have been revealed for the Disney Plus for Star Wars and have been revealed recently this past week. Sadly, it was leaked before D23 but it is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I believe they're going to call it Kenobi, a Star Wars story. I guess it's a good title. I don't know what our title that could have been better for this, but it's going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, Ewan McGregor is returning for the for this in Disney for Disney Plus series is going to be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi of course I believe it came up on stage on D22 so that's that's why that's nice and I'm excited for this I'm excited for an Obi-Wan Kenobi show because Obi-Wan Kenobi is if not my favorite characters I mean I, I love Luke I love Leia I love Rey but Obi-Wan Kenobi is such a great character especially played by Ewan McGregor he Plus, he's still, what, how old is he? He's probably like 50s, in his 50s, right? So he can still play the role. And people people love the character. People want to see what he's doing. And I can already predict most likely it's going to take place after the events of Revenge of the Sith. He's going to be back in Jakku. He's going to be trying to protect Luke, maybe. Maybe it's going to be like a Western vibe because, you know, Jakku is like desert and everything. I mean, not Jakku, Tatooine. There'll be in Tatooine where Luke is because he gave Luke to Owen Lars, Uncle Owen. So we'll see where it goes. But my prediction for it is that it's going to, once again, take place after Revenge of the Sith. The, the Emperor, the Empire is rising from out of ashes. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is just there trying to hide, trying to be hidden. Doesn't want to get known because he's being searched by the clones, by the Empire. So he needs to be hidden. And having said that, uh, Obi-Wan... Uh, Okay, sorry guys, but Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's, maybe there will be some, maybe there will be the Emperor, maybe we'll see, okay, I don't think we'll see the Emperor, seeing uh, a young Luke, we can see that Yoda, we might be able to see, maybe he's going to be talking over like the intercom thingy, uh, maybe we can see, um, I don't, not Bail Organa, but, okay, yeah, Bail Organa, maybe we can see Bail Organa, um, maybe we can see baby Luke, but 
Darth Vader will be like a stretch. We can maybe see Vader, they encounter him once or something because the last time Obi-Wan saws Vader, and he thought Vader was dead. He thought Anakin was dead and Mustafar. But in A New Hope, as you as you might remember, Obi-Wan mentioned like, oh, this uh, it's nice to see you again or something like that. But he basically sort of hints that he knows that Vader is alive. So maybe there is a confrontation between Obi-Wan, between uh, Obi-Wan and Vader in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And so uh, they will maybe revisit it at least once during the show. And I like it that this is a show and not a film because I feel like you could explore more for the Obi-Wan character. I, I love Solo. Uh, okay, I take that back. I do not love Solo Star Wars Story. I like Rogue One a lot. But I thought they were just, they, they're lacking something, you know. And maybe it's because it's a separate entity and it's like a one-off thing. But if you can make it a show and maybe like 12 hours of a show, 12 episodes, one season, you can have invest so much more into the character. Plus, you already know a lot about Obi-Wan and you're going to build on to it. You're going to build on to the culture, build on to the lore, and you're going to be diving in into 12 episodes. You can binge it. You can watch it weekly, however you want it. I feel like it could have, been, it could have worked better for the character. So I'm excited that this is a show. I'm excited that um, Ewan McGregor is back and I'm excited for the Obi-Wan show. That's definitely... I know it's not film yet. I know it's just... This is just announced so it's not going to happen anytime soon but once it drops for sure i'm going to be checking it out so we're moving on from star wars to another property owned by disney and it's the muppets apparently the muppets have a new unscripted celebrity filled muppet show on the way for disney plus i have no clue what's it all about i'm guessing it's is it could it be like a talk show kind of thing? That could be fun if it's a talk show starring uh, Kermit the Frog. But I have no clue what it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be maybe a reality show, of course, because it's unscripted or anything. But well, technically, well, sort of reality show sometimes is scripted. But you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a talk show with Kermit the Frog, and we can see Miss Piggy, and we can see all the other Muppets characters. So that's gonna be exciting. Uh, but it's not something that I will definitely watch because you know. Muppets are okay. I'm not the biggest fan of them. So if there's lots of stuff in Disney+, Plus, I will watch something else. But if there is a limited amount, then maybe I'll check the Muppet show. We're also going to have a live-action film uh, from Disney+. Plus. We have, we're going to have the film called Stargirl. We're going to have Timmy Failure. We're going to have Togo. And we have Noel. And the one that have a trailer announced and has been released, which I've done the trailer reaction to as well, is Noel. And it is a basically a family-friendly Disney, uh, maybe a rom-com. I'm not sure, but it's a it's a holiday Christmas movie, a modern twist on a Christmas tale, and um, it's it looks fun. Anna Kendrick is starring as the character Noel, which is like the daughter of Santa, and Bill Hader is playing Nick, which is her brother. And it's like based on the trailer, Santa Claus has passed, and so Nick have to played by Bill Hader have to take over the role of Santa Claus. And it is he ran away from his duties, so Noel have to try to find him. And then Billy Eichner is also in it. Apparently, he's, he's the cousin of Noel, which I didn't know in the trailer, but based on the description, he's the cousin. So it's gonna be a comedy for sure. Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader, Billy Eichner—you can already expect some jokes in there. And it looked like it had modern twists because they mentioned something about online shopping for the Santa Claus for the for the uh, elves. 
So that's, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but it looks fun. I haven't watched a Christmas movie in so long. I cannot remember the last Christmas movie I saw that is like new and fresh, you know. So this one could be just it. Uh, we also saw Stargirl, a footage for Stargirl, which is apparently, oh, it's revealed on D23. Okay, all of these films that I just announced, Stargirl, Timothy Failures, Mistakes Were Made, and Togo are apparently revealed in D23, but not revealed for the public. So based on the description, I'll be just trying to explain it to you guys, and I'll see what my thoughts on it are. I've, this is the first time I'm reading it as well. So Stargirl, the footage revealed a dreamy young adult romance set in the desert. Sticking close to Jerry Spinelli's original book, where an average high school boy, Leo, meets the quirky star girl, who shows him how to be true to himself. Indie musician Grace Vanderhall stars as Stargirl, and yes, she plays her ukulele in the trailer. Okay, apparently it's going to be out in 2020. So, I have I didn't know this was based on a book. Um, it looked... Uh, I think it, it, it should be okay. I'll see the trailer first to see if I'm interested or not, but I'm not familiar with this material at all. I don't know who Grace Vanderwall is, but she does sound familiar. I'm actually gonna check it out while we're talking. Okay, I know why it's not familiar. I saw it, I saw her videos on YouTube. She is the girl from uh, America's Got Talent, the one who plays the ukulele, and she got famous because of that. <coughs> So she's going to be starring in a film by Disney based on a children's novel. So that's that's great for her. But yeah, I'm not too excited for it. Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made. The new film from Spotlight director Tom McCarthy, okay, so the director of Spotlight, showed off a precious young boy with an active imagination and an imaginary polar bear who grumbles through school. He visits a classmate's only to find out that the class hamster had died. So he starts an investigation. Hmm. Okay. This doesn't sound too wild. It's about a kid who have an active imagination with the imaginary portable friend, and then his class hamster got killed, and he does that investigation. So I don't know why this feels like a kid, a male kid version of Nancy Drew. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, who knows what it's going to be. I've, I'm... This, okay, the first, I'll be honest, those two descriptions so far does not excite me. Once again, Disney is a family-friendly content, and maybe most of them is derived for kids, which so should be great for the Disney Plus streaming service, but definitely not for me. Although Noel, I'm excited for. But once again, I when I heard Noel, I wasn't too excited. As soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, this looks fun. So maybe it will change my mind once the trailer drops for these two films. The last films on the slate is Togo, tells an untold true story set in the winter of 1925 across the treacherous terrain of the Alaskan tundra, and stars tough as nails Willem Dafoe, who is in the footage, who in the footage is tasked with training an untrainable pup to turn him into one mighty fine sled dog. The film launches in December. Oh, it's coming out this December. I didn't know that. Okay, Willem Dafoe, anything he does, I'm excited for. Um, I recently saw uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzu, and he was great in it. And um, I rewatched uh, Harry uh, Spider-Man films, which he was in, and it was great. So I'm excited for anything Willem Dafoe does. Uh, and yeah, coming out December, we'll see about that. But once again, need the trailer to sort of get you know excited for it. But yeah, those are the original films from Disney. And there are one that is not so original. 
Uh, and by that, I mean it's a live-action remake, and it is The Lady and the Tramp. Uh, you might have heard of it. There's going to be Lady and Tramp trailer. And yeah, the trailer was something. I still couldn't tell if they are doing Le uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua style for the dogs or if it's an uh, animated style like Lion King. I really couldn't tell from the trailer, but I heard it. Because in my trailer reaction, I said that the trailer looks fine. Some of the dogs look uncanny, doesn't look, so, doesn't look too good. And then the next thing I found out on Instagram is there is a video of a red carpet and it, the two dogs are over there. So if, though, if those are real dogs, I don't know why I, I just offend a bunch of dogs by saying they don't look realistic. But the trailer looks fine. It looks okay. It's sweet. A lady looks great. The tramp doesn't look so good. Maybe that's the purpose of it. But yeah, it's when they start talking, it sort of look weird. When they weren't talking, the animation or the real dog just looked just fine. But, you know, we'll, uh, I wouldn't rush to see this film. The trailer doesn't excite me too much. It's coming out November 12th, which is going to be on the original launch of Disney+. Plus. So, you know, if I have nothing to do, I'll definitely check it out. If not, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'm, I don't mind if I miss it. I have the original film that I've already seen. And, okay, before we get to the Marvel stuff, there's one more thing. Nat Geo National Geographic is also partnering with Disney. It's part of Disney. And they're going to have a new, so new show called Jeff Goldblum. Um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. It stars Jeff Goldblum. It's going to be him doing a bunch of things, traveling the world, and him going to be doing a commentary on it. So it's it's so... You have to watch this trailer. I don't know how to describe this trailer to describe the show without watching the trailer. The trailer is my favorite trailer of the day. It is exciting. It looks quirky. It's fun. Jeff Goldblum is hilarious as always. Who does love Jeff Goldblum? He have this he have this charm, his personality, his weirdness that people love. And his lines are just so good. It's I definitely unscripted. It feels like a it feels it feels just like that you're joining Jeff Goldblum on his day-to-day -day life, but instead of day-to-day -day life, he's doing something exciting every day. And I am definitely going to watch that because it looks so much fun. I can just put it on the background if I'm doing homework or something and just enjoy it. Doesn't have to be seriously watching it. And it looks great. It looks exciting. I'm excited for this one. And also again, Kristen Bell is gonna be executive producing a show called Anchor. Encore, <coughs> sorry, Encore, a series about the high school theater kids reuniting in, in their middle age and putting on one more show. Okay, so it's like a reunite, reunited kind of thing. But yeah, um, that one that one sounds great, uh, but the Jeff Goldblum one is just steals, steals it for me. And sorry if I'm, if I'm like coughing through the mic several times, guys, I'm doing this on my own. So, you know, though my throat dries up eventually, but... Um, we're gonna be taking a break after we talk about all the Disney Plus stuff, but there are still so much, so we'll get to it first. Um, first of all, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We already know about the Disney Plus. We can know we're gonna have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We know we're gonna have WandaVision. We know we're gonna have Loki. We know we're gonna have the What If. We know we're gonna have Hawkeye, so I'm not gonna cover that. We did cover that two episodes ago, so if you want to hear deep thoughts on that, go check out the episodes from two weeks ago. But they announced two more shows on the slate. And I couldn't be more excited for this. I thought they were done with the Disney Plus. I thought they're gonna do they're gonna reveal movies. I thought they're gonna reveal something else. I didn't know they're gonna do this for Disney Plus, and it's still part of phase four. We're gonna have 
Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Not only that, we're gonna have Mark Spector Moon Knight, and then we're gonna get Jennifer Walters She Hulk. We're gonna have Miss Marvel Moon Knight and She Hulk She Hulk coming to the MCU canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe just in a show format. Oh my God, I am so excited for this. Miss um, <clears throat> Marvel is, I would say people people have been comparing this to Spider-Man was like people's favorite, the relatable character back in the 70s, back in the 80s where he first came out. Miss Marvel, I feel like is the modern version of it because of the story that they did, of the... Um, the social culture, social impact of this Marvel's character. And I've seen, I've only read the first issue, I believe, and I really liked it. I've been wanting to read the, more of the issues. I just haven't found time yet. But I love I love the Miss Marvel character that I've read so far. I've known great stuff about her character, so I'm excited for it. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, I know a lot of people have been excited. Uh, of, my favorite pundit of mine, Koi Janru, have been raving about this and have been talking about the Moon Knight TV show that he's been hoping for. And we're finally getting it, and it's only better that it's part of Disney Plus and not part of the. No offense, but like the Netflix shows is not gonna be canon anymore, so or the Hulu shows or the Runaway or the Freeform show, so we never know. But the fact that it's now on the uh, MCU uh, Disney Plus is gonna make it canon, so there's gonna be more exciting. We can gonna be we can see it in live action form, and She-Hulk is also coming to the MCU. So I'll go before we go to She-Hulk, um, the Moon Knight one. Koi Janru, once again, my one of my favorite pundits from the from the movie sphere and the comic sphere. He's been saying this. Imagine, because Moon Knight, um, I've never read any Moon Knight series, but I've I've read him in like uh, I've never read his solo issues. I've read like what's it called, an ensemble cast issue with Moon Knight, and I sort of know Moon Knight's lore. And he sort of have like this identity disorder, identity crisis kind of thing. So what Koi suggested is that imagine every episode is a different anthology. It's a different character every episode and you have no clue what's going on. Why are you following different characters every episode? And at the end of the show, it is revealed that it is all the same character. It's all one character, which is Moon Knight and he's been doing all this stuff that is leading and somehow connected to the final uh, end of the show. And that could have been exciting, could have been something different that we will not expect so that could have been that would have been nice. Plus, Moon Knight have a history with the Egyptians, ancient Egypt, and we haven't learned much about the ancient Egypt lore in the MCU. We don't know about much about the Egypt gods, and I always found the Egyptian gods to be the creepiest, especially because you know their mask and or their temples and their beliefs. I found them the most creepiest out of all the ancient gods. So it will it will have been exciting to see this. Plus, just okay, just a bit of tangent. There is this TV show back when I was a kid that I used to watch on Nickelodeon called House of Anubis, and it's about uh, Egyptian gods. And those, that show creeped me out, and I love it. So you know, if Moon Knight have any hint of a creepiness horror factor to it, would have been awesome. And then She Hulk, of course, you know Bruce Banner's cousin, a lawyer from uh, from Los Angeles. And apparently, the description is gonna be this show is gonna be unlike anything we've ever done before. If it's going to be a lawyer show, uh, what's it called, a, a law, law and order kind of type show, that would have been different. That's going to be interesting, and I'm down for it. I wonder who they're going to cast for all of these. I don't have fan casting right now. I um Okay, I do have fan casting in my Excel spreadsheet, if I can find it, actually. 
I want to see what I thought. But uh, I did this fan casting a while back, which is not anything recent. So I don't know if this is still going to be relevant or not, or maybe age-wise it won't fit. But let's see if I can find this while I'm still while I'm finding it. I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to banter a bit more. Oh shoot! I don't have I don't have the I don't have the file right here. It's on my different computer. So yeah, um, I cannot remember who my fan casting are for these, but whatever they cast for MCU for this one, I trust them. It's going to be exciting, and yeah. So let's see what else gonna be. Oh, they, they have some casting for some new casting. So let's get to it first. Um, WandaVision has the most L L electric. Is, is this a, I think this is a typo from, by the way, everything I'm reading is from polygon.com. So go check their articles, guys. WandaVision can have the most electric MCU cast. Uh, Kat Dennings is going to be back uh, from Darcy Lewis. You might know from Thor 2. We already said Tanya Harris is going to be playing the adult Monica Rambo. Uh, Agent Jimmy Woo, who's played by Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp, is going to be back. So that's going to be interesting. Catherine Han is going to be back, is going to join the show. And th that, that cast, most of them are sort of comedians. So I'm excited to see what this is going to be. Is it going to be a sitcom kind of thing? Because they are comedian actors. So, you know, it's, if it's going to be a sitcom, that's going to be so different than what I expected. But I'm so down for it. WandaVision is still my most excited from the shows. Falcon and Winter Soldier brings back familiar faces and introduces new ones. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. This is this is nice. Uh, wait, let's see. I'm reading this. All right. Kevin, while Kevin Feige didn't offer much on the Loki besides introducing series director Kate Heron, who worked for Sex Education, which is on Netflix, and I love the show, by the way, and writer Michael Waldron from Harmon Quest, there are a few casting announcements to make for another announced series. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, actress Emily Van Kem will return as S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Sharon Carter for Falcon and Winter Soldier. While Wyatt Russell makes his MCU debut as John Walker. Oh, okay. Wyatt Russell, as you might know, is called Russell's son. He's great. Uh, I saw him recently on Overlord, and he's good in that. It's also, I believe, in 22 Jump Street. He's going to be playing John Walker, which is a... He's most known as a character called U.S. Agent in the comics, so that's exciting. Um, Kevin Feige also noted that while the cast is expanding, they will focus on Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan core relationship. We will do much deeper dive on both their past and both their presence post-endgame. So yeah, that's exciting, but still. Um, what's it called? WandaVision is still my favorite out of all of those. <clears throat> they also reveal a What If trailer, I believe which have, um, the first one is going to be what if uh, Agent Carter, Peggy Carter is Captain America. And there's going to be a lot of stuff, which we, I still don't know yet, but that is just the what if. And we covered that on two shows once again, two shows back, so I won't be covering that again. Uh, unless they revealed anything new, but I don't think they do. You know I'm just going to read the article. Let's see if there's anything interesting that we can talk about. There are, apparently there is a reel. So the reel started off with a swirling vortex filled with image of live action films with Jeff Wright's omnibus watchers narrating about the prism of endless possibility. The alternate worlds, as the vortex faded, the animated characters appear in the fold in the reality. We got a glimpse of T'Challa traveling through space in the Guardian's like outfit. 
and Bucky Barnes facing off against zombie Captain America. Super Soldier Peggy Carter full costume featuring a Union Jack was also revealed. Steve Rogers is still present in the Captain in the Captain Carter reality. Only this version of him pilot a mech, which Captain Carter flies around. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities, says the Watcher in the trailer as the trailer ends. Follow me and dare to face the unknown and wonder and ponder the question: What if? Okay, first of all, the Chala as part of the Guardians that's so out of place. But could have would be exciting. Uh, Peggy Carter. I should have known. I should have expected this. She's gonna be Captain Britain. She's gonna be Captain Britain because she's British instead of Captain America. Should have should have realized that early on. And Becky Barnes fighting a zombie Captain America. That's so weird. But could I, if that's one of the episodes, I'm so down for it. All right. So moving on from Marvel to Pixar. Pixar is gonna have a show as well. It's going to be based on the Monsters Inc. universe. It's going to be called Monsters at Work. And we're going to be following uh, new characters, Tyler, um, and also an, an ambitious fresh graduate from Monsters University, ready to make uh, his way on the monster world. Unfortunately, he starts Monsters Inc. in the very day that the company switches from screaming technology to laugh technology. Oh, okay. And yeah, so it's going to be following this character who switched his roles who's joining Monsters, Inc. the very day, which is the last day of Monsters, Inc. If you remember, they switched from scaring to laughing. So you have to adapt to that. And that's an exciting concept. I cannot believe I've never thought of that before. And the concept of, I forget that they switch it up from screaming to laughing. I've mentioned a sequel for Monsters, Inc. a while back in a different show. And I mentioned like, oh, I want to see what happened with Boo and Mike Wazowski and Sully. And Boo is all grown up now. I mean, what happens then? But I didn't ever thought about the monsters having to adapt to a screen technology kind of thing. So there's going to be a show for Pixar. So there's going to be a lot of work done by the Pixar animators. So 100% respect to that. But I'm excited for this one too. Um, there is Toy Story spinoff Forky. There is going to be a spinoff called for this Forky spinoff for Toy Story 4. The breakout star from Toy Story 4 returns in a series of shorts. Disney presented the series, the first of the series, in which Forky asks, What is money? To ham the piggy. Okay, so it's gonna be a Forky spin-off show called Forky as a question. It's gonna be directly during the launch of Disney Plus. So they've they've already prepared this for quite some time, just don't reveal it because the film uh Toy Story 4 is very recent. So you know, we'll see how that's gonna go. There is one other show. Is there only one other show? Uh, on this slate, let me check as my page is uh, not responding, but it's the High School Musical show. There's going to be a High School Musical show, and my beef with this is that the title is so stupid. The title is called High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. Yep, that's going to be the show. And I have no idea what the concept is, so I'm going to be reading the articles with you guys right now. Taking place at the fictionalized version of the High School Musical that was shot, of course, East High. So it's going to take place in East High. And it's going to be uh, taking place at the fictional version of the school where High School Musical was shot. The show will be about a group of kids from the real East High putting on a performance of High School Musical. The series will delve into backstage drama of putting on a high school theater production. 
the series will contain lots of old and lots of new. I'm confused. I'm wait, okay. What? I really wish they they released trailer so we can at least give a glimpse of it. But okay, I think I'm okay. I think I get it. I think I get it. So apparently, the East High, the High School Musical films are canon in this universe, and these is the real people from the East High, and they found out that there is a film called High School Musical based on their school. So they're going to be putting on a theater show based on that film. So it's not a sequel to High School Musical. It's a spinoff based on the real thing. Huh. You know, I'm a fan of High School Musical, all three trilogies. So I'm definitely going to check this out. But I don't know how much it will, how much of a fan I will be. Because it doesn't seem like it's connected too much to the Troy Bolton universe. I'll just say that. Phineas and Ferb is gonna have is gonna be back for a new movie called Phineas and Ferb: Candace Against the Universe, and it's gonna be about Candace being abducted by aliens. Anything Phineas and Ferb, I'm gonna be watching that because I love the TV show. So yes, that will be it. Lizzie McGuire have a new series going on. It's going to be her in her 30s, living in Brooklyn uh, with her in her apartment, and she has a boyfriend, and she works. She owns a restaurant in Soho. So I'm, ex I'm excited for that because. I've never seen the Lizzie McGuire show because I was too old for I was too I wasn't born yet by then when it was released. But I've watched a Lizzie McGuire movie and I really dig it as a kid. So I'm excited to see what this one is. And Hillary, Hillary Duff is just an she's just a very nice person. You know, she's a very nice personality. And Kenny Ortega is gonna be involved in it too. So I'm excited for what the show is gonna be. And that is the that is all the wrap up for all the Disney Plus ones. So yeah. Excited for the Marvel stuff, obviously. I'm excited for I'm excited for Lizzie McGuire stuff. The Marvel, the Star Wars, I'm okay, I'm okay with. I'm not too excited for any of the new films. The Monsters Inc. stuff, I am excited. But yeah, that is for the wrap-up for Disney Plus. And I'll be taking a quick break, and you'll be hearing a quick word from my sponsors. And then we'll be back talking about the movie uh, part of the this D20 presentation. So I'll be right back. All right, we're back from the break. And that is a much needed break for me doing the solo episode. But we're going to be talking about the movie side of the D23 announcement based on Disney Studios. And we're going to be talking about the live action stuff first. Then we'll move to Marvel. Then we'll move to Star Wars and Pixar as well. So talking about Disney live action, you know they're making lots of remakes, right? One of the one that is already apparently being made and have been shot, which I didn't know they have shot this. I thought it's still in production. And it's apparently Cruella de Vil, going to be starring Emma Stone. Um, it's a Cruella film. And we're going to be... Emma Stone and Emma Thompson is going to be there. And Cruella... And Stone plays the young Cruella de Vil before she got her hands on those 101 Dalmatians. And it's going to set in the 1970s London. And they have a picture. I don't know if they released a trailer, but they have a picture. And they describe the picture as very punk rock vibe. And okay, they have, they have a teaser during the panel. And the video teaser from the set, Stone was in was in full-on character, chastising one of her puppy co-stars, acting holier than holier than tough and leaving to go back to her trailer. Okay. So yeah, Cruella DeVille show. I didn't know it was already happening. I know they were planning to do that, but I didn't know they already shot it. So they already did that. It's going to be launched um, with the Disney Plus. So 
I'm I'm watching that because I'm a huge fan of Emma Stone. I've seen almost all her work. I believe uh, seen her on Superbad, Zombie Zombieland was I believe my first film introduction to Emma Stone, and of course fell in love with her. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man films, La La Land, everything. So yeah, you know, excited for this one. And the other one is Mulan. They show another clip from the live action Mulan. They say it it feels the most different from all the other live action all the other live action adaptation. And yeah, Mulan has always been my favorite for the live action uh, adaptation one, so I'm excited for that one. But we're not gonna cover it because we talked about it oh, two episodes ago, I believe. And now we're gonna be covering. I I don't know if this is Pixar or this is Disney, but it's called Raya and the Last Dragon, and it's gonna be based on. It's gonna be from the writers of Crazy Rich Asians, and it's gonna reun reunite with one of the hit rom com stars, Aquafina for an animated adventure about a lovable fire breeder. So it's gonna be about dragons. The dragon Si Su is inspired by water spirit dragons and when we meet her, she's in human form needing Raya and her band of friends to help, to help her. Okay, okay. So it's going to be an animated show starring Aquafina or an animated film starring Aquafina. Is this Disney or is this Pixar? I cannot, okay, I think this is still Disney. Because they don't mention anything. So it's going to be a live action Disney film, Ryan the Last Dragon. I'm excited for this because they haven't done a, an original film yet recently. I think the last one was. What was their last one? That's a, an original Disney Disney animated. It's not it's not Moana, because that's way too long. Uh okay. Animated Disney 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 Animation Studios. So yeah, so I'm Googling that. Uh so I'm excited for this because Aquafina, Aquafina is so funny, guys. And with the writer of Razorization, which is brilliantly written, I'm excited for it. Uh, Zootopia was there, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, yeah, from last year, but that's not original. So this might be the first one that is original from the Disney uh, Animation Studios. And actually, I just want to confirm if this is Disney or this is Pixar by looking at their Wikipedia page. Wikipedia is, of course, their most trusted site for anything. Uh, oh yeah, so Frozen 2 this year, and then we're gonna have Raya and the Last Dragon once again for the first time, original film, so I'm excited for this one. Um, we have a release date for Black Panther 2 for 2020, and we also have, they also show a sneak peek for the Jungle Cruise movie starring Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, so that's gonna be fun. That's Anything Ben Johnson is great. Anything Emily Blunt is going to be great. As two of them in the comedic buddy cop kind of thing in a boat ride in the jungle. That's going to be awesome. I, lo I do not love the Jungle Cruise ride, but I've always enjoyed it because it's, it's fine. It's just something to relax on, something to get a laugh because they always improv up front. So whatever they're going to do, it feels like it's going to be an adventure film. It's going to be adventure comedy. It's going to be family friendly. It's going to have a Jumanji vibe to it, but with Emily Blunt and uh, Dwayne Johnson. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to have Pixar is going to have Soul and Onward. We know the Onward based on the trailer that has been released a few months ago, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. And we're also going to have Soul, which is going to star Jamie Foxx as a high school music teacher with a dream of playing in a big jazz club. The film is about where souls come from and all the things that make you who you are. That is deep. And th this feels like it's in the same realm of Inside Out. And that makes me excited because Inside Out is my favorite film of all time. 
Um, we, they also apparently showed the Black Widow trailer, but we won't be seeing it in public anytime soon. But they do really they do reveal, I believe. If you don't want spoilers, mute this right now for the next few minutes because they reveal some stuff. And apparently, uh, uh, Florence Pugh, played by Yelena Belova, is apparently Black Widow's sister. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. So that's what we heard so far. And they also show David Harbour in full costume as the Red Guardian. Okay, unmute again. And uh, Kit Harrington joins the Eternals cast. Um, Kit Harrington is joining the Game of Thrones star, of course. Kit Harrington joining, reuniting with Richard Madden. So two kings of the North are going to be part of the Eternals film. Gemma Chan is also coming back. She's playing a different character. You might see her in Captain Marvel as Minerva, but she's playing a different character in this one as Cersei. And also, um, Dane, uh, okay, Kit Harrington is going to be playing Dane Whitman, which is going to be Black Knight, which I don't know how they fit in Eternals, the Black Knight character, because he felt more of the Marvel Knights, more of the, uh, sword, not as much, but a bit more leaning towards uh, Moon Knight, I guess. So I don't know how it's going to fit into the whole film. But, you know, and also there is another casting announcement they did not write the cast here. Okay, so I forgot. I forgot his name. He's in. Uh, he's in Killing of a Sacred Deer and uh, and also Dunkirk. He's the kid. I forgot his name. Barry Barry Key Barry Cogan Barry Cogan. And he's going to be part of the MCU also. He's a great actor, so I'm excited for that. And. We'll wrap up the show with the Star Wars talk, so we'll go back first now, and we're going to be talking about a uh, sort of an issue that happened this past few days. It's the Spider-Man issue with the Sony and Disney. I've been wanting to talk about this. I've been wanting to talk with people about this, and I'm still very devastated that no one can join me today. <clears throat> but we'll talk about it uh, because Tom Holland was on panel because he's talking about Onwards for Disney, for Pixar. So it's sort of sad that this is this might be his last time to before he part ways with disney family because he was on stage and he mentioned like listen it's been a crazy week but thank you from the bottom of my heart and i love you 3000 so okay let's just i'm going to talk about my honest thoughts in this one this has been a rough week for fans this is a lose-lose situation for fans it's a lose-lose situation for sony and for marvel Marvel is losing one of his best characters that they were building on going forward. Far From Home, spoiler alert, ends with a cliffhanger. So they sort of lost that. If they're not going to have Spider-Man back in the MCU, they're going to lose a main core that they were planning to build upon. And Sony just lost one of their biggest franchise. And, well, they still have the, they still have the rights of Spider-Man. And Tom Holland said that he's going to be playing Spider-Man several more times, but doesn't, doesn't, it will not be in the MCU. So that will be sad. Some of the fans, of course, are pissed. They're saying, blame Sony, boycott Spider-Man, boycott Sony. That's sort of ridiculous. Because at the end of the day, both are corporate and both are greedy. And uh, Disney, first of all, Disney is not greedy for asking and wanting more of the share. Because Kevin Feige busts his ass off, making Spider-Man for the first time, passing $1 billion for the first time in history for Spider-Man. And this is the most ever for a, for a Sony film. So Sony should be grateful about that. And they just ask for something. But the 50-50 split is way too much. So for Sony, I respect that they say, no, we don't want to do 50-50 split. But the fact is, if Sony just back away 
from after that is not negotiation. If Disney said we want a 50-50 split and Sony just nope, we're out. That is Sony's move. That is Sony's shit ass move that they should have negotiated, saying like, okay, no, let's do 70-30. Maybe they can agree on a deal. But if Sony's like, no, we're out, we don't want to do with anything with this. So maybe Sony has been wanting this all along and just waiting for the right time. So you know what? It's a lot of stuff to get into. It's very corporate greed all around. And at the end of the day, I just wish that they are able to find back and reunite and bring back because the fans are the biggest losers here. Both companies are at loss, but the fans are the biggest loser. So I hopefully, as a fan, they are able to, you know, get to come to terms again. We can see Spider-Man back in the MCU because I love Spider-Man in the MCU. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man we've ever seen. Um, Homecoming and Far From Home are among my favorites in the Spider-Man universe. And I'm not saying Sony cannot make a, bad, a good Spider-Man film because Into the Spider-Verse is, if not the best Spider-Man film we've ever seen. Venom, I did not like, but it make a lot of money. So Sony can be confident of that. But yeah, I hope they come to an agreement so we get Tom Holland back in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say unless be if without being redundant. It's just that it sucks. And both sides are at loss. They're both sides are at fault. So you know, hopefully they get to an agreement once again. And finally, the last thing I'm gonna be talking about is the rise of the Skywalker. They release a new trailer, they release a new clip, they release a new poster, which if you haven't seen the poster, um, while you're listening to this podcast, find a poster for the Rise of the Skywalker because it look amazing. It, it have the Emperor rooming in the background and Rey and Kylo with the mask on fighting on top of something, which I'm not sure. But it look exciting. And they apparently have a new clip. And at the end of the clip, at the end of the trailer, they reveal Rey wearing a black hood, wielding a double-bladed lightsaber, just like Darth Maul. Wow. Before we get to that, Kerry um, Russell is playing uh, Zori Bliss in The Rise of Skywalker, and she describes her to being some kind of... She's she have, she's like criminal, sort of. She has a backstory with Poe. So we'll see what that's going to be about. Kerry Russell, exciting actress, fun cast to be added to the universe. But what does this mean for Star Wars if Rey is wearing the cloak? Do you think uh, my prediction is this is she's not going to the dark side? I don't think she is. I think this is oh my god, I just thought of something on the spot. Okay, first of all, um, uh, Rey, I don't think she's going to the dark side. I think that if this is the actual Rey, she's just impersonating, um, pretending the Emperor, deceiving the Emperor that she's going to join the dark side when she's not. Because I'm pretty sure Kylo will be redeemed and that the Emperor will be the main villain all along. It's going to tie up with the whole saga, to the whole Skywalker saga, with uh, the Emperor being the villain throughout all the main trilogy, the first trilogy, the prequel trilogy. So the Emperor wrapping this up is perfect. And yeah, once again, if that is the real Ray, I don't think that's really her going to the dark side, like we just heard deceiving. But, and the reason why I say the real Ray, because I just thought of this on the spot. Um, remember, there are some rumors, and I also address these rumors as a theory that Ray could have been a clone because Sky Skywalker's Luke Skywalker's hand was chopped off in episode two. We don't know, we've never seen the hand, but the lightsaber came back to Maskanada. So, what happened to the hand? And the rumors was that Ray is a clone of Luke Skywalker based on the hand. So, what if what if that's true and that Ray is uh is actually Skywalker based on the 
hand that, which is why she's so powerful with the four. She's so talented right off the back because she's a clone and she doesn't know her parents. That's because she's a clone once again. And what if there are more than one Ray clone and this clone is an evil Ray clone that has been trained by the Emperor all this time and Ray will be and Ray will be teaming up with Kylo Ren fighting this evil Ray clone and the Emperor. I just thought of that. And that is crazy shit if that's going to happen with the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, Rise of Skywalker, I'm truly excited for it. Uh, my love for Star Wars has been rejuvenated not only by rewatching the whole trilogy recently, but also with going to uh, the Star Wars convention, Star Wars celebration, which it's all love in the Star Wars universe. So I'm excited for it. And that is for the Rise of Skywalker. That is my prediction for it. So we're approaching sort of one hour here. And I'm not going to go long because I cannot talk for another 30 minutes on my own. So uh, we cover all of the news. We covered several theories. I put jumped in. I'm excited for, I'll just say what I'm excited for. I'm excited for Kit Harrington joining the MCU. I didn't thought that was a thing. I didn't thought that I needed that. But, you know, Richard Madden and Kit Harrington going back once again. And Kit Harrington, of course, he's a, he's a great guy. And he's ex I'm excited to see him join the Disney Universe as the MCU. People have been saying, like, oh, he should be playing... Uh, Wolverine, but you know, as a Black Knight, no one expected that, and will be exciting. And I'm surprised that they don't reveal any more release dates. But yeah, that will be it. So out of all the announcement, of course, I'm excited for all the Marvel stuff. Miss Marvel, okay, out of the TV shows, Miss Marvel, uh, Moon Knight, and then She-Hulk. I know some people put Moon Knight on top because she's a character that we never explored yet. But I'm excited for Miss Marvel just because of her. I think she'll be very relatable. Just I'll just say that. I think she'll be very relatable show. Excited for Rise of Skywalker, definitely. Excited for um, the, Celeste, the Eternals cast, Black Widow. They show the clip and everything. They say it looked like James Bourne very much. James Bourne? Jason Bourne very much. So yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, I think that I'll wrap up the show for today. I've done a lot of talking. I'll be back next week, hopefully, with the rest of the crew. Um, if not, then I'll find someone else to help co-host with me. Scheduling has been tough. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking around till the very end. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a five-star review. Subscribe to the show at The Councilman Show. Uh, everywhere everywhere else, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Councilman Show. You can follow, follow us on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, CastBox, everywhere available. Podcasting platform are. We are available there. So go listen and subscribe to us. Thank you guys for listening till the very end. You can follow me at javeradharma on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to my channel at Jaw Movies on YouTube. And I think that will be it for this episode. And until next time, the councilman has spoken. <laughs> <laughs>